This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are on all the great ESPN stations across the country, including ESPN Cleveland. Shout out to ESPN Cleveland for our gear today. And if you are part of an ESPN station across the country or you're listening on one, send us the gear. We'll display it. We'll rock it. We'll promote your station. Let's go. ESPN Cleveland, 850 WKNR in Cleveland. So shout out to them for sending us the great gear. Uh, We have the question out there. Your football team best associated with a movie this season based on Diana Rossini's reporting in The Athletic that the culture with the Carolina Panthers would be like the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, which again, Smalls, explain that quick reference here. It's basically survive in advance, even if you have to kill somebody. <laughs> Great culture, it sounds like. Great yeah, culture. I, mean, I don't know how else to describe it. You're basically exactly what they were going you're for. Yeah, the Hunger Games. That's Perfect. exactly what. So, um, you guys have any you want to throw out there before oh, we yeah. get to the calls it's on this? Jet season, gone in 60 seconds. That's good. Do we, do we, really... do we need an explanation? No, I think you're good on <laughs> gone that one. In gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> it was quite literally gone in 60 seconds. Gone in 60 seconds. seconds. That's a good one. Smalls, you got okay, one? Okay, you asked me about the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, you love talking about why we talk, like nobody talks about them, right? Like, nobody ever pays attention to They're them. They're under the shroud of men. We have what we consider to be a guy who should be a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert, and we never talk about them. We never hold them accountable. To me, the Chargers are castaway. Justin Herbert is Tom Hanks. He's on an island. He's trying to get anybody to pay attention to him and find him. And Brandon Staley is like Wilson the volleyball, who's no help at all. <laughs> Brandon Staley is a volleyball? He's is Wilson that the, the volleyball, yes. He's no help at all. Justin Herbert's just trying to get out. He's trying to have somebody pay oh attention to him. Gosh. And Brandon Staley's the volleyball. Oh he's not my helping gosh. my boy at all. Wow. 888-SAY-ESPN is a number to jump in. Dr. Pepper call in line. Unsportsmanlike nation. We're going to get to the conversation about the Steelers and the Patriots in just a couple of minutes. Well, I'll ask you guys quickly right now. The over-under for tonight, ESPN bet, is 30 and a half. Yes. Would you take the over and under? Uh, over and under. And by the way, it is the first NFL game since December 26, 1993 to have a total under over-under of 30. Yeah. Would you take the over or under? I'm taking the over. Here's my reason. It has nothing to do with the two teams. It has everything to do with sports betting. 97% of the cash is on the under when it mm. comes to point total. Go the other way. I'm going the other way. I'm going the other way. Which means Everybody's defensive and special teams saying, touchdowns, basically. I don't, I don't give a damn how they get there. I, think, I just need them to get over 30 and a half. What I need for both teams to do is score more than 15 points. That's all I'm looking for. That's all we need. Just score. If you can give me 16 to 15, we win. Cool. That's all I need. That's all I need, Smalls. Based on what we've seen from the Pats, though, I don't see them. Well, I see their defense holding the opposition to the under, and I don't know if their offense can generate that many points. Oh, my God. Kyle Duggar, interception that. return for a touchdown. That's Hello. how you can do it. Okay, Hello. There you right there. Mitch Trubisky is playing quarterback. <laughs> I wish I had Mitch Trubisky. He's better than any quarterback I have That's on the Patriots right That's now. a great point. That's Paulie a great point. in Chicago on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paulie? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, as far as uh, comps for teams, it's not a movie, but um, as far as the Jets go, though, it, when Michelle called, I think it was Michelle who said, what a circus they are, it reminded me of the season of American Horror Story called Freak Show. And that was basically <laughs> oh, yeah, what, yeah, as yeah. It, it, as soon as she said what a circus it was, I was like, that's it. I think that's yeah. what the Jets fans are going through. So thanks for taking my call, guys. I love I loved, uh, waking up to you guys. Well, we appreciate oh, it. Thank you so much. That's a good one. That's a good show, too. Freak Love America. Oh, yeah. You can open up to TV shows, too. Yeah. TV shows and movies on this. Armando in Jersey watching on ESPN, too. What's up, Armando? 
What's up, guys? Calling from Florham Park, so obviously a, a Jets fan. But my, my movie is about, uh, about the Cardinals. I think it's more like uh, Major League. You know, they were trying to tank to throw the team to move it, and uh, the team rallied behind Dobbs, and, and they were playing pretty well. That's uh, a good one. On that is a good one. Good because one the Major mind. League, the baseball movie back in the day, Charlie Sheen, etc., the whole thing is to tank, yep. but they win too much. Yeah. They screw themselves yeah, 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 by winning exactly. too much. Totally. Which is kind of, yeah, the Cardinals, because we've had the conversation, number three pick in the draft, and now Kyler's kind of playing well, and it's been kind of quiet. We don't hear about study hall or video games or anything like that. But would you really feel like the losing wasn't worth it if you get Marvin Harrison Jr. to go with Kyler Murray? No, but what if you, okay. what if you go lower than that, though? What if you get Olu Fashanu, who I'm not saying is is not good, the offensive tackle? Well, I have no idea. If he's you just took an offensive tackle in Paris yeah. Campbell from Ohio yeah. State in the first round. You don't need enough. Like, you want the wide receiver. You need the wide receiver. So they're en route to Major League is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. They're en route. Uh, Brian in South Carolina listening on uh, Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys, listen, it's been well-documented, my allegiance to the New York football giants. I love them, and I love this movie, and it's uh, Roadhouse. Because Tommy D's got that Swayze swagger. <laughs> and let's be honest, though. I love the Giants. I love Roadhouse. But, like, I mean, Roadhouse isn't that good of a movie, right? They're not that good of a football team. And I love both of them. I understand That's where fair. I see where you're from. going with that. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. It's like Giants fans want Tommy DeVito to be the guy. Yeah. Oh, for but they sure. know he's not going to well, be the guy. Well, he's not going to be the guy, but Tommy DeVito is going to be around for a really long time. Like I, I, To me, it's on the board that Tommy DeVito is around longer than Daniel Jones. As crazy as that is. Oh, says. I already have like, Tommy DeVito like, on the broadcast he, he, he's team He's a the cult hero. Oh, like, everybody exactly, loves him. Exactly, no doubt about it. Now, does Tommy DeVito have that Patrick Swayze swagger, though? Does he, does no, he's he got more of the De Niro got, swagger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More of De Niro, exactly. Yeah. That's what I, that's what like I thought. Yeah, he's more like Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. Yeah, that, yeah, there you go. That's, that's what it feels nice like. Suits. Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, yeah Tommy exactly. Cutlets. Uh, yeah. Riley in Chicago. ESPN 1000 showing out today. We like it. What's up, Riley? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for uh, keeping me uh, company on my commute. Yeah, I'm a huge Miami fan. I'd say fast and furious, serious would uh, describe them. They're that's a really good one. That's, furious, that's, that a, good one. that's, that's a, a really good one. one. Now, I will say I have to own something. I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious. I None of them. None of them. What? So, so neither one of you have seen any of They got 10 of them. Let me guess. The movie's about racing cars really quickly. No. No, no. no they're not. I don't even know that. <laughs> well, maybe the first about? one. <laughs> he said only the first one. It's about family, Michelle. Family. Family. The most wow. important part of our lives. Family. The most important. Well, here's the thing, Smalls. The great, no, no, the great, no, the great, you the great part about the franchise is, Smalls, if you watch one, you've watched them all. Okay, great. That's the great part about it. No, no. If you've watched one, you have to watch them all. That's the rule. They're amazing. Like I, this is this is the worst thing that's ever happened yeah, in the history like, of the well, show. How many, how many of them are there, Pat? It's ten of them, right? Yes, there are so ten of saying, them and a spinoff. So you're saying if Smalls and I go to the roof again, to the Santa Claus exhibit, that we need to sit there and if we watch one of them, we then have to watch the additional nine? Wait, why would we be doing this in the Santa Claus exhibit? I just wanted to point out that we were on the Santa Claus exhibit <laughs> yesterday and how weird that was. But that we have to watch nine more after that? You can't just watch the one? And, and the spinoff. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't, wow. Okay. They're amazing. Uh, space, they? space in Chicago, ESPN 1000 again. I like what's happening here. What's up, Space? What's up, guys? How y'all feeling? What's going on? Hey, uh, you know, I don't see how all these Chicago people called in and nobody talked about my bears. Bear down, but we are, uh, my, my movie is life. 
I mean, we are in a state <laughs> of confusion. I just want mistrial. Mistrial. You know, it's just, we got can't get right over there. It's just a lot going on. Right. I feel like I'm, man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm in football. Hold on, hold on. Right who now. is can't, space, life. space. Who is can't get right? Please tell me who is can't get right. <laughs> you know what? That, that For a second there, it was evil food. So I'll tell you that. Uh, but, you know, we got Justin. That's a trend that Torres can't get right, but uh, wow. yeah, man, it, we need we need we need some help over here, man. Chicago Bears. Man. Oh well, thank gosh. you for the phone call. Justin Fields just can't get right from life. <laughs> I just like the mistrial. Mistrial. Like, this great. can't be real. You gonna uh, eat your cold bread? <laughs> Dallas in New Mexico on Sirius XM eighty. What's up, Dallas? Hey, good morning, everybody. Love your show. I just want to wish y'all a happy holidays before we get started. So, uh, my team's the Chiefs. As far as this season goes, I kind of related to the classic film, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Uh, both uh, professional men, good at their job, real friendly, attractive people. But at the end, they get in a little bit over their head. And I'm afraid that's kind of how that season is kind of tilting for us this year. Interesting. That's that I didn't see coming. I would I would think something along the lines of like some sort of steadiness and waiting till the end and like we're good. Everything's going to work itself out. Like, they almost feel like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Like, all right, it may be sad in, in, in route to getting there, mm-hmm. but they get married at the end. It's going to yeah. be totally fine. Totally fine at the end of it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, your telephone number to join us in the Dr. Pepper call in line. The movie that best describes, or TV show that best describes your team season so far in the NFL this year. Off of uh, the report, Athletic Diana Rossini saying that the uh, culture with the Carolina Panthers is one of... The Hunger Games. Have you ever seen the movie A Marriage Story? Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver. No. Not familiar with it. It's very good. It's about a couple that is going through a messy divorce, and it's really sad. And that is the New England Patriots. Why, see why? I knew I, as soon as you said that, I understood where you were going, and I don't like that. That's what it is. It's sad to see the end of the road happen. Yeah. For You're not Bella. sad about that. It's sad. You're not sad. You don't want to see it end this way for one of the. I don't. I don't want to see it end this way. I don't want to see it end this way. As much as I don't want good things for the Patriots. I don't want you to be in misery the way that you totally. are. Because you, right now you're in one of the first stages of grief, which is delusion. Denial and delusion. Like you, th- you think oh, that I still Bill- think they were in the Super Bowl no, this no, year. No, no, you, you think that Bill Belichick is still the answer to all of the problems that he are does. going on in the franchise. He's like, we could just go to therapy. We'll find a way. But we no, can work but it no, out. But no, it's not going to get love better. The hey, Just give Bill one more chance. Give him some more time. He'll figure it out. No, he won't. He won't. We've had it's some been, good times. It's been trending this way since Tom Brady left. And maybe the Patriots way, just maybe the Patriots way, is really the TB12 method. <laughs> just say it. I think that's going out of business too, by the way. It's even, everything's bad around them. Uh, Mark in Texas on Sirius XM80. What's up, Mark? Well, this one was just too easy. I've been calling the Dallas Cowboys the biggest men's soap opera since Jerry bought the team back in 89 and fired Tom Landry. Um, but the, it's got to be compared to the show Dallas. And we just want to know who shot Jerry. <laughs> well played. I think well played. My dad, I think, had a shirt growing up, who shot JR. Like, he had, like, a T-shirt for that show. And uh-huh. I, I, know, I was like, what is this? I, and I didn't realize it was, that was the whole thing around that TV show, no doubt. Dallas. So, yeah. By the way, all I could think about is these mean girls with the Packers from last year. Like, I know that it's – I'm trying to think of a good one for the Packers this year, like better off without you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I keep coming back to Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and the drama with the Jets and now this. And oh, uh, how this turned on the Pats, I have no idea. 
Okay, deep breath. All right, we'll get more of your phone calls in coming up. We do have a huge game this weekend between the Cowboys and the Eagles, but there is a storyline around this game that um, is is a serious storyline that could also affect the football team, which we will get to coming up. But first, CeCe has this from uh, Granger. Oh, yes. For the ones who get it done. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. One more movie comp slipping. What's it got? I think I, I, think I got a good one. What's think. up? Houston Texans, CJ Stroud, Miko Ryans, Martin and Will, bad boys. Okay, I see where you. They're going bad with boys that. this year. I see where you're going with that. You didn't that. see it coming, and boom! Now they're going to have like four movies. They're just going to be the bad boys of the NFL coming up here. I think they are going to be around for a long time. Okay, those I two like together. it. I like it. I like and I think it. every I like time it. we're going to be like, "Give me more. I like Give it. me more." Yeah. All right, Dallas Cowboys have an interesting situation here. Their head coach Mike McCarthy underwent successful surgery Wednesday uh, for appendicitis, an acute case of, of appendicitis. I don't know what is going to happen with him. We don't. None of us know what's going to happen with him in terms of his status. It seems like he is going to potentially coach this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles in the biggest game of the NFL weekend. Our very own Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, was on NFL Live on ESPN yesterday and had this to say about McCarthy's potential absence. I do not believe it affects anything during the week. They yeah. can still do everything necessary. I do believe it's a big deal, potentially, if he's not there on Sunday. If you asked one of the main reasons why the Cowboys have had this success offensively and certainly Dak Prescott, it's Mike McCarthy on game day. Mm. We have all raved about how good he has been play calling wise and tying things together and getting in a groove and seeing what the counter is. I've talked about this countless times. So if he's not there, that is a massive loss for that offense. So, CeCe, there's two things I want to find out from you as somebody that played 11 years in this league and obviously won a Super Bowl. There's the big picture of what the coach does during the week that is irreplaceable, and then the specifics of Mike McCarthy this year with the Cowboys. Well, I think during the week, the head coach is trying to outline the game plan, the path to victory for the team, right? And that's in all of the drills. That's in everything that everybody does. So you have your format, your structure of how the week goes. Most teams do their first and second down install of the game plan on Wednesdays, third downs, 
on Thursdays, and then you've got red zone, short yardage, goal line, two-minute on Friday. So that's how an NFL week is laid out in terms of the aspects, the, the, the parts of the game plan that you're working on. But throughout that whole time, the, the, the through line is the head coach trying to reiterate the pathway for a team's success. Now, in terms of the operation, I, I don't know that it changes anything material that materially that Mike McCarthy is not there during the week. But I will agree with Dan. Game day is a big thing. And we've highlighted the fact that Mike McCarthy has been great in terms of diagnosing opposing teams and being able to throw wrinkles at them off of some of the plays that he's shown them early on in the game that allow his team to take advantage of certain matchups and hit teams for big plays. Mike McCarthy has been great when it comes to the X's and O's. Mm -hmm. But Mike McCarthy has always been good when it comes to the X's and O's. That's never been a question. The biggest question has been his game management and his ability to instill discipline in his team and overall being able to, um, again, put his team in positions when it comes to closely contested ball games to be on the winning side of it. That's where Mike McCarthy has struggled since he's been the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And certainly him being gone for several days of prep throughout the week is not going to help matters going up against one of the best teams in all of football. And an angry team who's going to want to come out and make a statement after the 49ers embarrass them, quite frankly. And you're right. Mike McCarthy has been great at at the X's and O's and calling plays. The Cowboys are first in points per game, fifth in yards per game, since Mike McCarthy has become the, the singular play caller. So... Not only the preparation that will change, but the in-game stuff, you do wonder if that's going to be something that will put the Dallas Cowboys at a bit of a disadvantage if he's not there on the sideline. No doubt. And let me also clear up one thing. When it comes to the actual plays that the team wants to run and the downs and distances that they want to run certain schemes, that stuff is put in by the coaches on Monday and Tuesday. So when the players are off, they've got their off time you know, early on in the week, that's what coaches are doing during that time. Now, you hear about coaches pulling all-nighters in the office. Those are the days that they stay in the office all night, Mondays and Tuesdays. That's because that's the day he's looking at the Eagles. He's, and bre- he's breaking down the tape. They're looking at what they thought their plan for this opponent would be back in the offseason. They're tweaking it now based on who they are as a team and who the opponent is. And then they're seeing, okay, these are the things that we do well. These are the matchups that we like, and these are the schemes the X's and O's that can get us into those matchups. So that's what they're doing on Monday and Tuesday. That doesn't get affected with Mike McCarthy being out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But again, I go back to the aspect of outlining the path for victory to make sure that everybody is collectively on the same page. That matters when we start talking about competing against the best teams because what will separate them is the thinnest of margins. Mm -hmm. It's going to come down to a handful of plays, just like it came down to a handful of plays back in Lincoln Financial a few weeks ago. This is going to be a closely contested game, and when you don't have your head coach being there throughout the week to harp on the things that will give you an opportunity to have success in that game, that doesn't help matters. So let's work in extremes here for a second. Let's say you're somebody that thinks that the Cowboys are going to win this game this weekend, and part of your reasoning is, I really like what they've done on offense. The Eagles' back seven is not necessarily as good as they want it to be, and there's openings for the Dallas Cowboys. If Mike McCarthy is not there, would you change your pick if you were already somebody that thought the Cowboys were going to win? Is it that extreme where, hey, I can't trust that Brian Schottenheimer would call plays like Mike McCarthy would, and thus there has to be a drop-off that I factor in? Yeah, I mean, coaching matters almost as much as quarterback matters. 
Like that, that, like that's the world we live in in today's NFL. I mean, how often do we praise Mike Tomlin for being able to cobble together wins and being able to find a way to be 500 or better every single season, regardless of who his quarterback is? I'm not saying that quarterback is immaterial. What I am saying is the coach matters, and we can't praise Mike McCarthy and everything that he's done with this offense and with this team this year and in the same breath says that it's not going to be impactful when you talk about a matchup between what a lot of people – view as the second and third best team in the NFC. Yeah, and if you're Dak and you're in that rhythm with with the way that everything's going and you're having so much success, we're talking about him in the MVP conversation, and you remove that element with Mike McCarthy, how will that potentially disrupt him? It it would be huge because there's a relationship, a rapport that you have with your quarterback and your your play caller, right? Play calling in the NFL is more art than science. Hmm. Sequencing plays, having a feel of the game, feeling the heartbeat of what's going on on the field – that matters, but also knowing your quarterback and having that relationship, having that chemistry, it matters. I mean, since week eight, Dak Prescott has been on a tear. You're talking about a dude that has 20 touchdown passes. No one else is even close. The next closest quarterback has 12. So, I mean, that that's how good Dak Prescott has been. Now, again, it's against a bunch of tomato cans in the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll see what happens when you have a step up in class. But, yeah, if Mike McCarthy can't be there on game day, that's huge. Now, I already, full disclosure, think that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this matchup. Right. But it would be even more one-sided without Mike McCarthy calling plays for Dak Prescott on Sunday. Coming up, Damian Woody, NFL analyst for ESPN, will join us in studio. We'll talk to him about everything going on with his former team, the New York Jets, and others. Coming up next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, like ESPN Cleveland, sending us gear today. We love it. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. And joining us in studio is Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst. You'll see him today. At 8 a.m. Eastern on Get Up, on game day for the two of you, both Lakers fans, Lakers, Pelicans tonight, play, uh, I say play in tournament, in-season tournament. Yep. Yeah. Are, do you guys, both as Lakers fans, consider this a big deal today? Winning is always a big deal to me. 
You know, like I, I just think that uh, for the Lakers, I'm getting good vibes from the Lakers right now. Like I, I think that now this is gonna be an interesting challenge against the Pelicans because the Pelicans, you know, a younger team got some got some got some young. Horses, some young yeah. dogs out there, which yep. means young guys up. in Vegas. So maybe they'll be tired tonight. They they might not know how to they <laughs> might not know how to manage the situation, right? You know, we got we got some grizzly vets on our team that been there, done that. So you know, they kind of stay focused on what the what the real prize is. All right, you just walked me into something for the two of you that Smalls and I have to hear about. Not know how and not knowing how to handle the situation. Young players, NFL, big cities, fun cities. Is there a guide that vets like the two of you would say, "Hey, listen, here's what you need to do. Here's what you can't do. Here's where you can go. Here's where you- I'm being serious." Yeah, on this. yeah. The the whole plan is bring the party to you. That's the mantra. When you go into a fun city, you have your roster on deck. You bring the party to you. You talk to Seam Security. If you got to get a hotel room that's on a different floor that's not on the secured floors for the team, then you can do that. Make sure the team personnel, the security guard, knows what you're doing. Right. Knows where you're at. Big but Dom that, is there but, to help. But, exactly. Big Dom can facilitate your greatness. <laughs> that's how you do it. You stay in your room. You don't be out there in them streets. That was the rule of thumb, at least when I was a vet. Damien? I will say this. I, there's a lot of lot of truth in what Chris <laughs> just said. I'm not going to get too much into it because, you know, the wife will be like, wait a minute, what's going on I'm here? not saying but, about no, you guys. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I wasn't married when but I was say, in the league. Say, right, exactly. <laughs> but I will say this. NFL teams know what they're doing. When you go into those cities that's popping, whether it's Miami, you know, Houston, I could go on and on. Atlanta. With Atlanta. You know what they're doing? Now Vegas. You know what they're doing? We're getting there like the last second. Last second, we're going to get into town to take up all your time. But let us go to Buffalo. Let us go to Green Bay. Hell, we're going to be there first thing in the morning. We're going to be there all damn day because there ain't, ain't not a damn Nothing thing to do. to do in no city. So they're not stupid now. So you're on the Jets. You're flying in on a Sunday morning for the Dolphins. You're playing the, the Bills. You're there the week before. Oh, basically. Yeah, basically. basically. Got, yeah. it. Yeah. Got it. All right, let's start there, actually, in terms of the NFL stuff with the Jets. Zach Wilson is the guy they believe in. They're going to tell us that now they believe in Zach Wilson. What is going on? How would you describe what's going on with your football team? Well, I mean, Chris just, you know, before we got on air, he was like, how would you describe the Jets season? And then he was like, gone in 60 seconds. Like, that was literally like like the the, the, per, the perfect comparison right there. But listen, it, I think everyone pretty much saw what was sitting behind Zach Wilson at the quarterback position. Tim Boyle, the, the backup situation is awful, and I a lot of people can point the blame at GM Joe Douglas for not addressing the quarterback situation, but that's neither here or there uh, nor there. But Zach Wilson does give them the just the best chances to see because he's the most talented guy, clearly. He's the most athletic. He has the most arm talent. Now, there's a lot of other questions about the offense, but he does give them the best chance to win. Okay, so here's the thing. If the Jets continue to trend in this direction, mm-hmm. if they lose out, that will put them on a 10-game losing streak mm-hmm. going into the offseason. Who's on a hotter seat, Joe Douglas or Rob Sala? I think everybody comes back. I think everybody. Com- I think everybody comes back because of Aaron, because Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the is the number one figurehead in this whole thing. I think regard and I, I you know I can that probably that that might happen actually. I mean I know New England's in there and New England's it, it, their offense is awful as well. But it, this thing absolutely could happen. But I could absolutely see the everyone saying we're going to run it back because a Rod got hurt like four plays into the season. And he'll still have the same level of power, you think, in decision-making? Well, I, listen, I, I, don't think you, you'll, I don't think you'll see A-Rod, you know, 
having to pick at a litter like as far as uh you know uh players, players coming in yeah. like he did this year because mm-hmm. obviously we saw what happened this you know this first go around so but I do think they'll run it back with everyone. Talk with Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst. You'll see him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern. Patriots, Steelers tonight. Ugh. You played for the Pats. I'm a Pats fan. It's miserable, obviously. Over-under is 30 and a half. If you had to go to ESPN Bet right now and make a bet over-under tonight for that game. 30 and a half is the lowest we've seen in 30 years. Yes. It, I don't see how either team gets there. <laughs> I mean, we might be looking at historically bad offense today. Yes. Like, I don't think I, – I, if I'm putting money down, I'm putting on the under. That's how bad I think both of these – Like 16, no, 15 no, feels no, too gotta, much gotta, for you. I got to ask Damien this question. This is important. 97% of the cash is on the under when it comes to point total bets yes. this game. Yes. So even – you're going to go with the 98, 97% of America. You're going to agree. Because you know what happens. They put 97% of the cash on. I know. And it, it you know, on yeah, so I'm asking but, you. I would probably slide slide a nice uh nice bundle on the over just because everyone's just, gonna, just out of I, GP <laughs> just out of GP. But I do not think this thing is going to be they're going to go over the point total. I do not. Yeah. Again, sixteen fifteen it's, it's, it's gonna, feels too much it, for you. Yeah, yes. Think about that. Yes. <laughs> In this game, yes. It feels, so like, it feels like this is going to be a brutal. I game. think if someone scores one touchdown, it could be like. Legitimate. That's, that's it could a be dagger. It. Yeah, that, it could, that, be, that it. could be it. So yeah. from one end of the extreme to the other one, a game that everybody wants to watch is Cowboys Eagles. Philadelphia headed down to Jerry's World this mm-hmm. weekend. Mike McCarthy not going to be with the team during the week. He just had surgery for appendicitis. Is that a big deal? Not a big deal? Somewhere in between? Where, do you, where say you? I don't think it's a big deal. I think he'll be there on game day. Okay. Um, I think all everyone. I think the other coaches would, you know, be, you know, they'll take up the slack as far as game planning and all that type of stuff. But he'll be there uh, on game day. So, and I, you know, I saw there's been a couple instances where we've seen coaches have this similar situation play out, yeah. and they were there. Literally came back like two days later. Okay. Um. So I, I don't think it's that big of a deal for the Cowboys. If we're standing in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers look absolutely dominant. Yeah. When healthy, they are dominant. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at this matchup, I'm wondering which of these two teams is going to be the biggest challenge for San Francisco. So where would you put your money, Dallas or Philadelphia? <sighs> Boy, I would say that's a very good question. Um, right now, I'm kind of leaning towards Dallas only because when I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they're not the team that they were last year. And what I mean by that is a lot of this, a lot of – what made them so deadly last year was because the, the quarterback run game. The quarterback run game was so much of a, a staple of their offense, and I know that Jalen Hurts has been hurt, you know, he um, and that's you know obviously he's not running that much. But I also think the Philadelphia offensive line isn't as good as it was last year, and I think that's going to factor into this Dallas Cowboys game because the one area where the Cowboys defensively tend to struggle is stopping the run. And I don't think Philadelphia runs the ball nearly as well as they did last year, which will play right into right into the Cowboys' strength. You just said something. I'm talking with Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, who's going to be on Get Up today, 8 a.m. Eastern, about the QB run game and that Jalen Hurts are not doing it for whatever the reasons, and you just gave a bunch this year uh, as much as they did last year. This This weird kind of path of quarterback can run and pass. He becomes a franchise quarterback because he can run and pass. Once he becomes a franchise quarterback, we can no longer let him run as much. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, even Lamar to some extent. How do you actually take what got a guy there and continue it once you pay him that kind of money? Well, I think a lot of the times, you know, when you have these dual threat guys, it's like a bridge until they they fully blossom into that 
that that franchise guy that he doesn't need to use his athletic ability as far as running the football. You know, you look at Lamar Jackson when he came in. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not going to take away that that tremendous athletic ability as far as running the football. That's the bridge in as far as yes, we want to incorporate the run, but also helping him develop as a passer, as a, as a quarterback in the National Football League. Same with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, tremendous athlete, not as polished as a passer. So what we're going to do is we're going to utilize his athletic ability as a bridge until they're fully what I call blossomed as, as, a, as a quarterback. And I think that's what you're seeing from these young guys as they get older and as their athletic ability starts to wane. By that time, they should be fully ready to go from the neck up you know, as far as processing in the National Football Yeah, League. QB run game standardizes the defense, makes it a cleaner picture on the back Correct. end when it comes to coverages. But, Damian, you just brought up Josh Allen. He's on the road this weekend at Arrowhead against the Chiefs, who are also coming off of a loss mm-hmm. against the uh, Green Bay Packers. Who is this game going to tell us more about, Buffalo or Kansas City? I think Kansas City. I think Kansas City. I, I think – the struggles that Kansas City has had on offense, where we're just—it's almost like we just—we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting for something to happen offensively. It really hasn't happened. That game against the Raiders—I don't re- like—it was the Raiders. Yeah, let's just be honest. Okay, now you. What we saw in the second half was an outlier. That's yeah, not yeah, who they are in the second half. Of that's games. correct. Yeah. That's correct. So, you know, going up against the Bills, I know it's not the same Bills defense that we've been accustomed to seeing, but this Bills team is a much better team than the Raiders. I, I think that. I need to see more from, okay, who's behind? Do we have a, any type of reliable target outside of Kelsey? No. You know, that's the one thing. <laughs> no, you know, no, the answer you, is no. Like, Rasheed Rice, like everyone talks you're about. You're going he, to he, sky more on third down with less than five minutes to go. And that so, tells you everything you need to know. And so my question is, when you get to the postseason, like that's the that's the, the area of concern for the Kansas City Chiefs. If they don't have home field advantage and they got to go on the road, who are the guys that Patrick Mahomes can count on outside of Travis Kelsey? The team that beat the Kansas City Chiefs last week, excuse me, the Green Bay Packers, three-game winning streak. They beat the Chargers, the Lions, and the Chiefs. Do you think Jordan Love is the guy? I think the Green Bay Packers are a scary team. I think so I think, the, I think if the Green Bay Packers make the playoffs, which I think they will, they're going to be a team that not a lot of teams in the, in the NFC want to play because they got a, a, a young ascending quarterback, they got a bunch of young, talented, skill position players. They're they're young, but they're very explosive. And they got got they got hunters on the defensive side that you know Rashawn Gary and company that can get Kenny after Clark, the quarterback. Yeah. Yep, Kenny Clark as well. So watch out for Green Bay. Oh yeah, watch out that that team. There's all and Chris, you know this. There's always like one or two teams. Towards the end of the year, they come on, and then next thing you know, they make noise. They catch somebody they, slipping in the they, playoffs. There you go. And I think Green Bay is literally one of those teams that can do that. They have such a winnable stretch, too, yes. to finish the season. It is so easy to see that they are going to be the hottest team in the offseason. Everyone is going to be picking them for next year to make a run to the Super Bowl. They are the youngest skill position players. They're young all around. Everyone's going to buy in on Jordan Love. It is so easy to see how hot the Packers are going to be and how much drama the Jets are going to so have. So they're going to be with the, with the Rodgers. They're going to be next year's version of the Detroit Lions. 100%. Good 100%. Con. Good con. But with more long-term future because they have a younger quarterback. 
They're going to be the hottest offseason team. Damian, great job as always. Yep, we do appreciate you. it. You'll catch him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern time. And hopefully we catch you at your house with a real Christmas tree. It's time for an incredibly important message this holiday season. If you want to help save the American Christmas tree farmer, get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Buying the fake Christmas tree means American farmers could actually be losing their jobs. Think about it. If they have less trees to plant and take care of, well, then they're not going to have jobs. Plus, there are plenty of benefits towards buying the real Christmas trees, like creating those real, authentic holiday memories, and they're safer for the environment. Buy real Christmas trees at Lowe's. They're available there or wherever Christmas trees are sold. And get more information online, plus participate in cool contests at GetRealKeepItReal.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Swoman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. What what a fascinating couple of minutes here. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Before we get to Pat Smalls. There's a lot going on. Well, <laughs> so during the commercial break, I wanted a little energy boost. So I always bring a Celsius with me to the show every day. And it was in my bag and I opened it and it went everywhere. Right. All over me, all over my computer because it was my bad. I had it in my bag. It was shaking around. So then it went all over me. I jumped up and I had my earpiece still connected. So I then knocked it over. <laughs> it went everywhere. Then, then we had our lovely hair and makeup crew coming in trying to touch us up as we were trying to clean up. Then they tripped over my computer cord. which <laughs> And then they took your computer cord with them. <laughs> You know, right. they, you know, they took her computer cord. It's in the other room now. It that is. happened. It's that fine. happened. It's fine. We wow. have enough juice to make it. But yeah, yeah that was a, a very eventful, like two, <laughs> two minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, we say hello to Pat Costello, uh, our producer, who, of course, uh, every single day presents us different things throughout the show that annoy him in life with I'm over it and your sponsorship. He spells it incorrectly uh, here on his shirt and hat for I'm over it, Pat. Yeah, it's still available. Uh, there's plenty of real estate. If anyone's looking for a sponsorship, uh, I'm open to it. Uh, anyway, stop putting your life recipes, uh, or sorry, your life story at the beginning of recipes online. I'm so tired of this. I've been trying out new recipes, and I feel like there's 10 paragraphs of like what inspired you to make a shepherd's pie. I don't care. How much garlic is supposed to be in it? How long am I supposed to cook this thing? What are we doing with recipes? Thank you, Pat. I don't need to scroll for 22 minutes to get to the ingredient list. No one cares. And I know it's just a vehicle for them to work in the sponsors, the sponsorships that they have for said blog posts. Nobody cares. Just give me the ingredients. Just give me the directions. Just curious, though. Like, how do you know if the recipe is actually good? Like, if you're going to these blogs, you're going to these different posts, how do you know if it's an actually good recipe, how you separate the real ones from the fake ones? I judge a recipe by the photos. By the photos? Yes. Really? Pat, do you do the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> so just it the all comes down to the general. photo. 
You can kind of tell based on the ingredients whether something's going to be delicious or not. Okay. Also, you kind of just have to have blind faith in yourself to do a good job cooking it. Pat really is a chef. He like uh, it's really loves impressive. Pat I, I, loves have you had his cooking? No, have you? Then how do you know he's a chef? Well, that's a good point. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Well, he, he really well, he is made a all chef. That stuff on Never ate any of his food, well, but he really is a chef. He does cook what a lot. How saying? about that? He cooks a lot. Just because he cooks a lot doesn't mean he's a good chef. So doesn't mean he's a guess, good cook. If you had to give a letter grade, no, here I'll do it this way. If you had to associate an NFL team's performance this year with how you would assume Pat's cooking to be, which team best would represent Pat's cooking in your mind? The Chargers, because he likes everything beige. Wow, I would probably say Jeez. Minnesota Vikings ish. Like almost there. Like hit or miss. Yeah. Almost there. Okay. Just, I mean, All depending right. on, uh, you know, what your mood, how sober you are, it actually might be good. I've never been more insulted in my life. I actually think it's he's the Packers. I'm, I'm telling you, I think he's the Packers. I'm going to tell you why. I feel like the more reps he gets, the more experience he has, I actually think he could be pretty good at it. But he's not there now. No. You I'm, asked me the question about now. Yeah, I'm, I'm there now. Guys. Yeah, oh, you are? Now. Oh, so who are you, Pat? Compare yourself to a team. I'm like the Dolphins. Fast and Furious? Wow. Just explosive. Electric. Amazing. You you want your food to be explosive? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my food to be explosive. Pat, didn't you say you like make everything sure you box of, can't make, sure got, make sure you got a box of matches when you go eat Pat's cooking. Oh, my It's God. explosive. <laughs> yeah, not, not the word you want to use for cooking. Next one, Pat. <laughs> explosive. By the way, uh, the beige thing, Michelle, only yeah. on Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm over how smug SEC fans are and the SEC can be in general. Like, we get it. You've got good teams. Guess what? So does every other conference in football. Everyone has good no. teams. No. It doesn't mean more in the SEC. Yeah, it Sorry. Does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it absolutely does. By the way, congratulations to ESPN on getting the SEC coming up this year. Uh, Pat Costello is the one who said he doesn't like it. Just want to be clear on that. So I, stop I, being so smug about your fan base. No, but when you're that good and when you've been on top for so long, you can be smug. Yeah. You can be smug. Like, I say it all the time about myself. It's two teams, though. I went to a Big Ten school. You went to a Big Ten school. CC's a fan of the Big Ten school. CC's a Michigan fan. We're all Big Ten people. Yeah. Our conference is nowhere near the SEC. I mean, you're telling it's two teams, but all they do is win national championships. They alternate winning national titles. Right. Like that, that's what, Except that's for what all the years and, that they didn't. Oh, well, you mean like when LSU when, when, did or when Florida was that? Did yeah, or when they were wear, when they were wearing leather helmets? When did that happen? Yeah, I mean we're talking about LSU, we're talking about Clemson. Florida, we're talking about Georgia, we're talking about Alabama. I mean, how many? There, when was the last time a non-SEC Clemson. school won it? Clemson, right? How many Ohio years State ago was it? Ohio State won. Yeah, that's true. Florida State yeah, won five years ago. So Florida State won the one with Jameis. Yeah, but 2016. I mean, like, yeah, Pat, this is all you need to know. So how many big programs are trying to, de- to defect to the SEC or will continue to defect Including to the SEC? Including FSU. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. that is exactly uh, all. The only barometer you need is that's where everybody wants to go. Agreed. Anything else, Pat? I guess I that's thi- it. Yeah, I mean, I could give you one more. If no, you that's fine. We'll get, we'll get. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I think that we've run out of superheroes to put in movies. I feel like we we hit the peak of superhero movies, and now we're just trying to like grab any comic book superhero that we can and throw them in a movie. Uh, I like a superhero movie, love Spider Man, but like, do we need Spider Man's fourth friend from like a comic book from 1965? I don't think we do. <laughs> Probably not. We're doing a movie on Spider Man's sixth cousin, <laughs> like once removed. 
But is so that what's the trigger for this? What what movie came out or what superhero was featured that you said, really, this is what we're doing now? I don't even remember specifically. I just remember seeing one and being like, okay, we've gone too far. Okay, that's right. a, like no, that's enough. All right, there he is, Pat Costello. With I'm over it. So Greeny yesterday, I'm on, just sitting here yeah. looking at this. Only one non-SEC school has won a national title since 2015. So the Constant. last the last eight years. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> what are we talking? Yeah, but it's just the same two teams. No, it's actually three teams. But LSU. It's okay. okay, throw LSU and who's been terrible since? Hey, you have the Heisman Trophy winner potentially. This right. Year. Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, Jaden Daniels is pretty pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah, they're going to win the title this year? No. But, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, We're talking God. about the, here, the here quality of talent and competition being on another level. I, I was going to throw out something that Greeny said, but now we're uh, about Josh Allen, which we can get to, but let's let's stay on this for a second because – what are we actually complaining about? That the best team in college football always wins a national championship or wins a national championship a lot because the SEC always has the best teams? Or that the team that wins a national championship usually has players that we see on Sundays? Isn't that the whole point? I mean, since 2006, I'm just <laughs> looking at this. is insane. Well, Florida, twice. Since, since 2006, there's only been four, like four, only been four non-SEC schools to win a championship. FSU, Clemson, Ohio State. State. Clemson twice. twice. Oh, so okay, so four total championships, but three yeah. schools. Yeah, three schools. But based on Pat's Since logic. Since 2006. Right, so Pat, is your logic then, well, they shouldn't have been in there, they were just biased for the SEC? Or, I mean, like, That's I would, nuts. I would ask uh, how many teams from the SEC won championships that, what was it, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU? LSU. Yeah. Is that it? That's a lot. So, that's four teams. That's four. four teams. What are you talking about? You just said it was four. That's also four. Uh, right. It's one just, conference just, versus everyone else in right? all of college football. <laughs> the SEC is just better. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.